Tomato sauce. Fridge <laughs> or cupboard? Fridge. Correct. <laughs> oh. uh, cupboard, summer. Wrong. I mean, fridge. Yep, correct. Summer. Fridge, summer, cupboard, winter. What? No, it, you need you need it to compl- to complement the yes. hot food. Yes, exactly. I had this argument with a guy at work today. It's it's the contrasting sensations that that they enhance yeah. the flavour. Yeah, but then it's it, almost it, sexual. It cools, cools the food down too much. No. Mm. How much fucking like you drown in that bitch in cold s- sauce? You're an idiot. Mm. How slow are you eating your food? Wow. The tomato wow. sauce cools it down, <laughs> guys. I thought this was Come a on, judgment-free zone. Fuck. I got pretty fucking hot no. at work arguing with this guy. And I'm ready to get <laughs> fucking hot again. As hot as sauce shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Duran Duran with the Wild Boys, and we're getting wild again. Wild card part two. Uh, That's right. My name is Morgan, and I am joined by a couple of wild boys who can't be tamed. Wild Lachlan. Sup, motherfuckers? And Wild Brad. No, thanks for having me. <laughs> how, how are we today, guys? We're going to get wild I'm again. I'm fucking wild already about that tomato sauce <laughs> argument. Uh, I can't believe the judgment that was already thrown Different away. Different kind of wild. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, now, I have to clear something up before we get started, guys. These wildcard episodes may seem like we are stretching because we have run out of ideas, but it's actually just the opposite. We have so many goddamn ideas that we are now jamming three great ideas into one episode. Too many fucking ideas. We are too (laughs) smart. This podcast is coming at you every week until we are millionaires or dead. Get used to it. Or both. I'm going to die in a toilet whether I'm rich or not, so, you know. (laughs) It's just whether it's a gold-plated toilet or not. Uh, Uh, Now, before we get started, Lachlan, do you want to crack open a wild one with the boys? It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. Here's a wild card for you. It is actually a beer, but it's made from bread. Uh, this is a loafer <laughs> pale ale made fresh from bread. Uh, what? so they, they collect unsold bread from bakeries and they mm-hmm. make beer out of it. Um, and then, I mean, you know, there's a whole charity angle. Like you buy the, if you buy a, a slab of it that ha- they donate enough to charity to feed four people for a day or some shit like that. Presumably, I don't here's a that. good idea. Here's a good idea. Cut out the middle, man. Just give the homeless people bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a pale ale. Uh, it's from the Geelong area, I believe. Uh, no, New South Wales, not even close. Uh, in partnership yeah. with the Feed Appeal 1.1 standard drinks, which is a little bit on the low side. But let's it's give it like a go. A bit in bread, though. They repurpose the wheat or something. It's a bit weird. Something about yeast. Yeah, yeah it's all right actually. Presumably, like if you just crack collecting like scraps of bakery bread, each batch would taste different. Yeah, I don't know. Does it taste stale like them? <laughs> it does not. I mean, anyone who's been in prison knows that the key ingredient to Pruno is bread. You need the you know you put bread and fruit in there and. That's how you make the alcohol. The yeast gets in there in the sugar. Is that the you, same you, as Jenkins? You've done some hard time, haven't you? There's a whole lot of chemistry behind making toilet wine. Yeah. What was your What was your last stretch, Lachlan? <laughs> like six years? 
It's not a sex crime, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're allowed to be forgiven for it. Yeah. <laughs> Sodomy's not a sex crime, is it? <laughs> uh, that's legal now. Um, Wild card. <laughs> Felt kind of forced. Uh, which one of us wild motherfuckers is going to go first here? Yeah. Well, I'll jump in then. Since the other yeah. Do it, Brad. All Do right. It. Let's go wild. <clears throat> so, we uh, we have a lawyer on retainer, just for anyone who's Ooh, listening and might cross. be interested in uh, what I'm about to speak about next. So, uh, just yeah, don't, oh, don't add okay. us. Um, <laughs> don't sue uh, us, you mean. I'm sure most people... I've heard of the kooky weirdos who ascribe themselves to the weird religion that is Scientology. Oh. We've joked before that the only difference between a cult and a religion is that the founder is dead, and that truly <laughs> seems to be the case. Established in May 1952 by alleged per- pedophile and conver- confirmed degenerate Elron Hubbard, <laughs> Scientology is truly the pay-to-win religion. Despite- <laughs> <laughs> it's got microtransactions. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, genius. Well done, Brad. Well done. Despite its laughable reputation, and more recently its stalkerish tendencies, people seem to ha- seem to give it a pass because it's just a bunch of nerds LARPing a religion. However, there is a darker side to Scientology that people rarely discuss and even few are aware of. Ba-ba-ba. Oh. I know, ominous. Recently, is this the Xenu side? I came across a video on YouTube discussing one of the most secretive places on the planet, Gold Base, the headquarters of International Scientology in San Jacinto, California. The 520-acre lot is home to many Sea Orgs, Scientology's top members, named after the original fleet of ships Hubbard operated out of in the 60s and 70s. Fed with numerous buildings, all fenced off and patrolled 24 hours a day, Gold Base is nothing out of the ordinary for the headquarters of a business. That is except for a small group of buildings on the compound referred to as SP Hole. SP Hole, or as it would affectionately uh, become known as The Hole, stands for <laughs> Suppressive Persons Hole, a place oh, to imprison oh the high-ranking Sea Orgs and other members of the church who step out of line or anger the current CEO, David Miscavige. This small office would be packed with people who are forced to do some serious cult-like shit as punishment for their perceived transgressions. A list of some of the things that have been observed by escaped former members include overboarding, a practice where sleeping sea orgs will be woken and marched to the compound's lake and thrown in, group therapy sessions wherein one person is sat in the middle of the group and berated until they confess negative opinions of the church (laughs) or miscavige, cramped conditions, sea sea orgs in the hole are forced to sleep wherever they can fit in the small offices, meaning that many sleep on or under desks. There are no beds. Personal beatings from David Miscavige. Miscavige would often oversee torture sessions and personally beat anybody he deemed to be not trying hard enough, or those who inadvertently (laughs) upset him. Allegedly. Um, (laughs) There are many more, but this treatment can and has gone on for years at a time in some Sea Org cases. So some people have been trapped there from as little as a week to some people years ongoing. Understandably, this has led to some people escaping the hole. I escape I say escape very deliberately as they weren't they weren't free to leave. 
Some people escaped by playing Buddy Buddy until they were released. Others by climbing bladed fences. Not barbed wire, blades. Like literal blades. Razor wire. It's no, worse, than, worse than razor wire. And most dramatically, one former member hid out in bushes, sneaking out on his motorbike when the gate was open to allow a car in. Like some fucking Steve McQueen shit. <laughs> Great escape shit. Uh, <laughs> the accounts from uh, several high-profile high ex-guests of the whole led to a police investigation in the early 2000s, but unable to get anywhere the staff on grounds, they were forced to abandon it. Eventually, enough pressure was put on the FBI, uh, which got them to open an investigation, and through the use of drones, they were able to catch it members being marched from the hole by armed guards. At the same time the FBI was investigating the hole, two former guests, Mark and Claire Headley, sued the church under the Federal Victims of Trafficking and Violence Protection Act of 2000. Their case was centered around the physical labor the church imposed on them, as well as the ban on having children, censored mail, monitored phone calls, and needing permission to have internet access. During their stay, Claire lost 14 kilos, and Mark was forced to clean human excrement by hand with no protective gear. Ugh. Oh, come on. <clears throat> Gross. The court ruled in, for- in favor of the Church of Scientology, stating that the First Amendment disallowed the courts from examining church Sh- operations. Shocker. Rooted in religious scripture. This ruling immediately put a halt to the FBI's investigation, and that's where we stand today. The hole still operates uh, in Gold Base in San Jacinto, California, and the church continues to torture people on American soil. Allegedly. Wow. <laughs> all right. Well, all three of us are going to be followed by uh, black cars for the next few months. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Excellent. We do have a lawyer. Don't sue us, please. Was it was it you, Brad, or was it our lawyer friend, actually, who sent us that thing about um, a person getting a letter in the mail? Uh, that, that was oh, our that lawyer. Was, that was me. I sent that oh, to was you guys. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh. It wasn't me, anyway. Tell us about it. <laughs> uh, this guy Allegedly. just got a... <laughs> This guy just got a letter in the mail from, uh, I believe it was the Seattle branch of Scientology. Mm. Uh, I can't remember word for word what it said, but it, it had their letterhead on it. And it just said, um, you know, because he, he'd been involved with the church like 15 years ago and he managed to get out of it and move away and all that sort of thing. And the letter just said something like, golly, your address sure is a long way away. Mm. Um you didn't say, yeah, I bet was, you're wondering how we found it out or something like that? Yeah, that's right. I bet yeah. you wonder how we found it. And then it was just signed by the head of the church in, in Seattle. Yeah. That was literally it. Oh, it's yeah. so creepy. It's just, just, it's just basically, them letting you know, hey, we know where you are. We know where you are. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. The, the church has got, the church of Scientology has got some really dark practices and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. you, you mentioned the leader is um, David Miscavige and his son, Ron Miscavige was on um, the Joe Rogan experience. Um, that was a fucking... Yeah, that was a trip. Crazy episode. And not long um, before that, Leah Remini was on Joe mm. Rogan's podcast talking about her time in Scientology as well because she, you know, is obviously famous for being in one of the greatest sitcoms of all time, The King of Queens. Ah, uh, yes. And um, <laughs> Rest in peace. all during that time, she was, um, she was part of the Church of Scientology and some real... She talked about some real shady shit that was going on. Mm, I'm surprised that you're not a Scientologist yourself, Morgs, considering <laughs> your love for Tom Cruise. And yeah, it's a high well, IQ religion if, for you, you know. I wonder if people uh, did join it just because they're like, well, I love Tom Cruise and um, oh, Katie Holmes you know, did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that worked out for her. She had a thriving movie career and now she's fucking nobody. Replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal. 
She's what? Um, she was replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, no, she was, yeah, in the Batman franchise. Yeah. 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 Mm. Sad. Very sad. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the, the church employs these really crazy techniques to try to get people to stop from leaving. And, I've yeah, I've heard about those centers they have and the billion-year contracts they get people to sign. and That'll come like, up later, don't Ah, uh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> You gotta wonder. You gotta wonder how people get sucked into that. I guess that's yeah. that's the whole like well, we sort of discussed that in our cults episode. How people get yeah, sucked into allegedly, something. literally a cult. Yeah, okay. it's it uh, is literally a literally a cult. Allegedly, I'm covering it <laughs> here. Actually, I'm they're gonna follow us. us no matter what. So yeah, <laughs> we'll probably get email an email soon telling us to oh. cease and desist. You know, guys, last last year I was working in Essendon for a few months and I had to drive past the head of the Church of Scientology in Melbourne. It's oh. like on Flemington Road somewhere. Did and every morning the, I drove past uh, it. Go get your Thetans tested? No. Ah. No, I should have done that. Mm. They could have oh. told you how miserable you are and how happy Scientology <laughs> can make you. Yeah. Do you know, originally um, when um, they first tried to establish the church in Australia, it was banned in Victoria, Western Australia and South Australia. Fun fact. Yeah. Fucking yeah. government trampling all over our religious freedoms. Mm. And uh, in Germany, it's currently listed as uh, not quite domestic terrorists. There's something lower but similar. Um, basically <laughs> reserved for cults, which I thought was quite yeah. interesting. Cult? Yeah, but it's got a fancy name. I, I should have okay. written it down. I can't believe you got through that whole topic, Brad, without mentioning Xenu. How did you not mention Xenu? Well. Is Zeno wow. the good guy or the bad guy? I always forget. Zeno is the bad guy. Bad guy. He is the bad Definitely guy. Bad Don't guy. worry, he's, boys. If you so he's you the one that threw later on. All right, he threw the souls into the volcano. <sighs> Wait, spoilers. All right, next one. Lucky, you want to go? Uh, I can. Yeah. Do you feel it? like going now, or do you think yours is going last? No, I'll go now. So uh, I'm doing something a little bit different to what we normally do. <laughs> so this was inspired by um, a conversation I recently had with my brothers. I have two brothers. Uh, one of them, Daniel, big fan of the show, listens every week. Hi, Talented Daniel. artist. Talented yeah, artist. Made our movie. logo for us. Uh, yeah. The other one, Brendan. Loves garbage. Doesn't, doesn't listen to the show. Um, he said he tried once and it just... To him, it was just his brother and mates talking shit, which he said he heard enough of in his teens. So you know, well, fuck you very much, Brendan. Can't listen to it. Um, Daniel, fuck on the you, other Brendan. hand, said that he sort of disconnects in his mind that it's his brother and friends, and he just hears it as three people talking shit. Um, three hilarious people talking funny shit. He did say, however, loves that it. when I specifically start saying something really gross or you know outrageous or cringy or something like that he can't help but picture the look on my parents faces as i'm saying <laughs> it because they listen to the podcast as well hi mum and dad um, you might want to turn off for the next few minutes oh, oh, yes. oh no please no so a little bit of a test for you two brad and morgan oh is it a would you rather please uh no i've got oh. a story that i'm gonna tell you uh i'm giving you both eject buttons so you've both got you're both going to have a safe word that you have to say. And if you both <laughs> if you both give me a safe word, I will stop telling the story. Okay. But I've got to get it from both of you. All right. What's the so, safe word? Morgan, your safe word is, I am a cuck. 
That's not a word. Yeah, Brad, sentence. Brad, your safe word is please come in my hair. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> okay. before you get started, I have a very important question here. Okay. Uh, what's Daniel's favorite segment? Is it Walker's movie review? I don't know. I haven't asked him, actually. Uh, text him. Text him. We can wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely BPR. Okay, so this uh, this is a short story by Chuck Palahniuk, who uh, famously wrote Fight Club. Yeah. Okay, so it's Please Come In My Hair, right? That was mine? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, this- you just gave it away as a sounder. That's the whole point. Hey, I've, on, I've said much worse than that, so I'm not worried at all. <laughs> uh, so this story is called Guts. Originally uh, published in Playboy magazine in March 2004. <laughs> Do we have to listen? Did you come up with the second idea? <laughs> Say the word, mate. Say the words. Did you come up with the second idea in case this one didn't fly? No. Brad, what if we just both decide to say it right now? I know. And then we can skip straight to my segment. That- my segment's pretty good. <laughs> I got a good one. I want to hear it, honestly. Uh, Inhale. I might off. Take in as much air as you can. This story should last about as long as you can hold your breath, and then just a little bit longer. So listen as fast as you can. A friend of mine, when he was 13 That doesn't years make old, sense. A few minutes later... Your head in a noose. We knew it was going to be big trouble. What got me in trouble? I called it pearl diving. This Wait, meant whack- hold on. That's not the end of the story? No, that's not it. How's this still going? Yep. You said you could do it in the time it takes to hold... You could listen to this whole story in the time it takes to hold your that's breath. That's the story. It's I'm fine. just reading it. No, well, it's, it's shit. It's obviously not a good story. So let's just end it there. Oh, well, you know what um, you have to say, Boggs? This you know meant whacking off. Mate. A little longer than a few minutes later. Getting my other foot under me, I kick uh, off against the bottom. Uh, I'm okay. kicking free. Come in my hair. <laughs> not touching the concrete. <laughs> But not getting to the air either. Just say it, Vox. This- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please come in, Brad's hair. You just inadvertently started talking about one of my secret fears, which is that <laughs> I get my, uh, my gut sucked, get my ass off. And that was just too much for me. I honestly uh, thought I honestly thought Morgs would have ejected a long time ago. But I uh, thought it was going to be sexual shit. As soon as you started talking about assholes coming out, as soon as you said he was on the bottom, I started getting nervous. And then when you said he kicked up but he couldn't go anywhere, oh, done. That's it. I'm fucking here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for anyone who wants to hear the rest of that, uh, send me a message. I can tell the rest of that story. Oh, you uh, fucking sociopath that you message you. One-tenth of the way through the story. So if you've got two hours to spare. No, I was actually actually nearly finished. How many many words you got? How many words? 750 words left. No, I'm done. We're done. Nah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I read this story at work yesterday while I was eating my lunch, and I actually stopped eating like when I, when I got to the end. It's because you're eating corn and peanuts. I was eating a chicken roll, actually, and it just um, it just got to me. It's fucking yeah. terrible. So this is the guy who wrote Fight Club. He's obviously yeah. well-adjusted. Chuck sort of Palahniuk. <laughs> yep. yep. Very well-adjusted. No problems. With I'm glad guy. that wasn't an added scene or like a deleted scene. <laughs> See, the uh, the first part, the first part wasn't too bad about the carrot. It was kind of funny, um, but I thought that was going to come. I thought that was going to come back. Mm, yeah, what did happen to the carrot? Does I'm it get actually tied kind together of in the end? wondering. Does it come back in the end or not? Well, you'll. It does actually. Oh well, no, I don't want to know about then. I don't know. If you have to talk <laughs> about more fucking prolapses. I'm here. Um. You know, that, like that uh, Final Destination, I think it was like two or three, where the guy gets stuck in the pool and it sucks his ass, like all his yep. guts out? Yeah. 
that's like my fuck uh, 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 I'm fucking not mm. uh, okay well <laughs> Did you guys right, enjoy so, that? Uh, no. All right. Up until Excellent. the um, intestines, yes. Mission accomplished. All right. Let's go with my one. So, in honor of Wildcard, I'm going to be talking about one of the wildest... I'm going to be talking about one of the wildest fucking places on Earth, Turkmenistan. Okay. Now, this country okay. is wild in the what-the-fuck sense, not in the Madagascar or Galapagos Island sense. <laughs> in fact, in that sense, it's one of the least wild countries in the world because it's almost entirely desert. Turkmenistan, which borders Iran, Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, and Kazakhstan, is widely considered the second most isolated country in the world behind only North Korea. And similarly to North Korea... They have had a long history of being controlled and pushed around by their big dog neighbours, and it is thus somewhat understandable that they have insulated themselves now. After the fall of the Soviet Union, this Central Asian Republic was born, and their first leader, Supermurat Niazov, took control and soon after was proclaimed President for Life. He will henceforth be referred to by his self-given title, Turkmen Bashi, because it is easier to pronounce, and also it is funny. It means head of the Turkmen, which implies that he is the leader of all Turkmen, whether or not they live in the country. <laughs> the Turkmen had been controlled by Persians, Mongols, and later, Russians. Mm. They fought valiantly against the Bolsheviks in the early 20th century, um, but Turkmenistan was annexed by the Soviet Union. With this context, it makes sense that the Turkmen today are so protective of their independence and self-determination. It is therefore understandable, while also being hilarious, that Turkmen Bashi banned opera and the circus for being, <laughs> quote-unquote, insufficiently Turkmen. <laughs> <laughs> the capital city of Turkmenistan is Ashgabat, home to one million of the country's six million inhabitants. After he took control, Turkmen Bashi wanted to turn Ashgabat into the White City, so he decided to tear down all the old buildings and build skyscrapers and high-rise apartments in their place using white marble imported from Italy. <laughs> there are 543 buildings made predominantly out of marble Jesus. and counting. Holy shit, that's impressive, actually. Yeah, it sounds fucking sick. Turkmen the Bashi is getting shit done. <laughs> The skyline is just white building after white building with only gold interruptions. There are gold domes on the top of some buildings and gold-plated statues of Turkmenbashi are everywhere throughout the city, as well as giant murals and other artworks of the leader. There are beautiful hotels, wide pristine rows, as well as the world's largest fountain and world's largest enclosed Ferris wheel. It is magnificent. But, much like Pyongyang, it is mostly for show, and all the beautiful areas are totally deserted. You can watch videos of tourists walk around these amazing mosques, take this giant Ferris wheel, and walk the streets out the front of these beautiful buildings without anyone else in sight at all. You can see people eerily driving down these magnificent roads, lined with perfect streetlights, sculptures, and trees, and not see another car on the road. It is a beautiful city to look at, no doubt, but it is commonly referred to as the City of the Dead because it almost seems abandoned. Oh, sounds awesome. But how could Turkmenbashi afford to create a city of marble if no one is using it? Well, Turkmenistan has the world's sixth largest reserve of natural gas. That'll do it. They have, <laughs> they have so much natural gas, in fact, that citizens all received free gas up until two years ago. 
They have so much natural gas, in fact, that their most famous landmark is a giant hole of burning gas. <laughs> <laughs> Soviet engineers were attempting to drill into an oil field when they hit a natural gas pocket and methane started escaping. With the fear that the methane would spread to nearby towns, the engineers decided the best thing to do was to set it alight <laughs> so it would all burn off the methane in a couple of weeks. That was 48 years ago. <laughs> it is still burning today. Oh, I've I think I've seen a photo pit. of that. Yeah. yeah, the burning pit. It's called the gateway to hell or something, isn't it? Yeah, people think yeah, it's yeah. like a doorway to hell or some shit. And this isn't some little bitch hole that looks like a campfire or something. <laughs> this is a giant fucking crater. It is called the Davasa Gas Crater, affectionately known as the Gates of Hell. <laughs> And it is roughly circular with a diameter of 70 meters. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking huge. And it, it looks goes- like the opening of a volcano. <laughs> and got, it goes down the, 30 the meters deep. And Chernobyl, two great Soviet scientific <laughs> miscalculations. <laughs> fucking geniuses. For those having trouble visualizing this, it is about the size of, a fi- of the inside 50 in an Australian football field. It is more than half the size of an American football field, about half the size of a soccer pitch, and the size of four basketball courts aligned into a square. It is a fucking giant hole, flaming hole in the ground. <laughs> it has become somewhat of a tourist attraction. It's a bit of a drive to get out there in the desert, but some tourists go there to camp for the night. It'd be nice and warm, at least. That'd be fucking sweet to camp <laughs> next to, actually, to, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's just a giant hole. It's just been burning for 48 yeah. years. Yeah. Who, Is that who, mental? Which, like, which Yuri ran the fucking calculations on that? Like, <laughs> was like, yep, this will burn for, you know, two weeks. Fucking idiot. Here are some more interesting facts about Turkmenistan. It is the world's third worst for press freedom behind only North Korea and Eritrea. There is one state-sanctioned broadcaster, and under Turkmenbashi, every broadcast began with the pledge that their tongue would shrivel if they disparaged the flag, country, (laughs) or leader. Turkmenbashi had a three-story white marble mosque built in his hometown, which is large enough to accommodate 25,000 worshippers at once. The imam there was sentenced to 22 years in prison for refusing to read from the Ruknama, which is Turkmenbashi's very own spiritual book and autobiography. (laughs) (laughs) The book is held- I like this guy, he's got some mad stuff. The book is held in high regard alongside the Quran, and actually- there were questions about it on the driver's test, meaning you couldn't get your driver's license without reading <laughs> the Ruknama. <laughs> Genius. That's a we big dog to, move. We need to push these up. We need to pump those numbers. <laughs> Turkmen, oh, Turkmen actually had absolute control while he was in power and passed some truly mental laws. As mentioned previously, he banned opera and the circus for being <laughs> insufficiently Turkmen, and that is and just shit in general. And that is the same reason he gave for banning ballet and spandex. <laughs> <laughs> for what a man! For a while, he officially changed the names of the days of the week <laughs> to names of his family members. <laughs> Uh, mate, are you free on Graham at about 7.30? You know? um, he also banned smoking in public for a while because he was trying to quit smoking and didn't want to see other people smoking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love this His guy. surgeon said that he had to quit smoking because he was having heart surgery. Um, he banned lip syncing oh, during Jesus. musical performances. <laughs> 
<laughs> he enacted a one pet per household rule. Sorry, Lachlan. Uh, he, oh. he banned long hair and beards for men, and he banned women from wearing <laughs> makeup on television because Turkmen women are already beautiful enough. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like he's simultaneously hitting on every woman in the country. <laughs> He also banned homosexual acts and made it illegal to even talk about AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to make your job as a doctor hard. Was the movie The Dictator based on this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Turkmenbashi died in 2006 and Vice President Gurban Ghuli Berdi Mohamedov took his place. He was the acting president for two months before officially winning the 2007 presidential election with an overwhelming 89% of the vote. If you think that is good, then you'll be even more impressed to learn that he was re-elected in 2012 with 97% of the vote, and again recently oh. in 2017 with 98% of the vote. He must be doing a bang-up job. Yeah. Like his predecessor, he refers to himself by an honorific title. He chooses the name Arkadag, which means protector. While Berdy Mohamedov mm. repealed some of the more insane laws of Turkmenbashi, he has been known to occasionally institute his own insane laws. <laughs> no! Get out Never. Of Such as banning dark-coloured cars from the capital because white is the lucky colour. <laughs> Approximately 90% of all cars Fair. in Ashgabat are white now. <laughs> he has also updated Turkmenistan's image from a terrifying, repressive regime to a wacky, ridiculous country. Say what you want about Berdy Mohamedov, but not many dic- dictators have this much fun and rule with this much whimsy. So, here we go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for this. He erected a statue of himself in Ashgabat. Pretty standard stuff for a dictator, but it is a gold statue of him riding on top of a gold horse on top of a white <laughs> marble cliff over 20 metres high. <laughs> oh, my God. It is magnificent. <laughs> Dude's got style. Uh, he has filmed himself singing songs to be played on the national broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> the videos look like moderately high production music videos with multiple cameras and green screens capturing, capturing Bertie Mohamedov in all his glory, playing an instrument while singing and just looking so happy. The songs are somewhat, <laughs> somehow exceptionally catchy and very good. The latest one is a video of him and his grandson singing a song, half in English, half in Turkmen, about how great Turkmenistan is and how everyone should play sports in order to be healthy. (laughs) Just living the life. They are both dressed like any Western teenager would be dressed and are clearly having a great time playing outside of a palace. I've arranged for Lachlan to play this song as the outro for this episode, but we'll also link it in the description because you just have to see this video. <laughs> I haven't mentioned yet, but Bertie Mohamedov looks like a Bond villain with jet black hair and jet black thick eyebrows. They are obviously dyed and they look really funny. You can always tell with, when a guy with black hair starts going grey and dyes his hair black not realising that it is noticeably more black than it previously was, and therefore it looks uncanny. (laughs) Oh, shit. Recently, Birdie gave Vladimir Putin the gift of a puppy Turkmen shepherd dog and presented it to him in public by picking it up by the scruff of the neck and passing it to him. Putin's known for loving dogs. So it's a good, uh, good move. And most, who doesn't? most recently, Bertie Mohamedov took a 30-day vacation earlier this year 
and some of his opposition started spreading the terrible rumour that he died while on holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be doing that. This news started being reported in nearby countries, including being reported extensively in Russia. To disprove these terrible rumours, Bernie made a highlights package of what he'd been doing while on vacation <laughs> to be played on the national broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> so people, people think this guy's dead. All the rumours are that this guy's dead. And they turn on the, <laughs> they turn on the national broadcaster. And there's a 35-minute video. And in it... <laughs> 35 minutes. Holy shit. There's uh, there's footage of him shooting guns while wearing a sleeveless camo shirt. <laughs> this is a man of the people. There's clips of him riding horses, going bowling, playing piano, singing, recording songs, <laughs> DJing. <laughs> oh, my God. And most hilariously... Driving a rally car around the Davasa gas crater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I've seen that. I've seen that fucking video. Uh, I didn't know that's what that was. That's hilarious. <laughs> After a couple of laps of driving around the entire crater, he starts doing donuts. <laughs> yes. And it was all captured brilliantly from above with a drone camera. There was even uh, two cameras mounted inside the car, one showing the gear stick and one showing his face, so you could see how much he was enjoying the whole experience. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this guy. Yeah, so he's just doing doughies uh, outside this gas crater. Just, I, I just yeah. imagine people watching this video thinking like, oh, is he dead? And then he's just like, I'm still alive, motherfuckers. Just doing fucking burnouts <laughs> and doughies. Never been more alive. <laughs> Just like house beats over the top while he's pulling doughies and then cuts to him like DJing at Coachella. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. just fucking killing it, boys. Yeah, so this this guy just um, rules with absolute style and uh, he is a dictator and some shady shit goes on in Turkmenistan, but um, you can't doubt that that's just fucking hilarious. I love it. <laughs> oh, sounds like an awful country to live in, but he sounds like he's having a fucking yeah. great time. Love how he started off like he's like, oh, we'll be conservative. Only eighty nine percent of the vote, and then he's up to ninety seven, and now ninety eight percent. What are you suggesting, Brad? Are you suggesting that those aren't organic vote uh, counts? They're not real. Yes, that's exactly what I'm suggesting. <laughs> Get the fuck out! How no, no, you? because you know if they were real, he would have got a hundred percent of the vote. Well, okay, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. <laughs> the um, stay humble, I guess. Yeah, exactly. His, Just want to keep keep yourself grounded. His predecessor, Turkmen Bashi, apparently used to have. Um, these general assemblies in the parliament once a year. And it was all yeah. just people coming up to the stage and it was like the opposite of a roast. Like everyone would just tell him how great he was. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would just sit in a chair and everyone would tell him how great he was. And then the most ridiculous thing of all, at the end of it, he would say to everybody, oh, it's time for me to retire. It's time for me to find a predecessor. And then everybody in the room had to come forward and say, that's such a ridiculous idea. No one could ever be as good as you. You can't retire. The country needs you. No one would ever be as good as you. And then he'd reluctantly accept and continue on as leader every year. Oh, if I have to. So if you didn't come forward, (laughs) you would definitely get killed. Oh, for sure. (laughs) It's it's fucking wild. God damn, that'd be funny to watch. Fuck. Um, Yeah. It's a... What a country. 
It's a crazy place. Sounds I don't amazing. know how they're not a like fucking world leader. Yeah, well, I was thinking about like why people don't talk about Turkmenistan as being like this hilarious and also terrifying, and it's just such an interesting place. Um, but yeah. I think the reason is because there's only six million people. Like it's a very small country in that sense. Yeah, and also as dictatorial as they are, they're not really threatening other countries so it's not like they're on anyone's yeah, radar no, they're busy building marble buildings not fucking um intercontinental ballistic missiles yeah like north know? korea is on everyone's radar because north korea is like yeah we're gonna fucking nuke america whereas ah <laughs> uh, kim jong-un's a pussycat he wouldn't hurt a fly yeah. <laughs> tell that to his uncle <laughs> yeah then he shoot him with an anti-aircraft gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't pull the trigger himself. Like, the guy fell asleep no, during a meeting. What was he supposed to do? <laughs> That's right. I would have taken a, you know, a harsh speaking to. Disrespectful, Brad. Come on. <laughs> Couple of you shot him with an anti-aircraft gun. <laughs> could have just shot him with a regular gun. <laughs> Send a message. It's so logistically, it's there's so much work involved. <laughs> I mean, what else is going on, though? There's not many, like, you know, it's not much to do in Norco. Yeah. This would have exploded. It's like kids in rural towns here, they're always, like, shooting stuff and blowing stuff up. and Gotta do something. Like, oh. running, running old cars into shit, because there's nothing else to do. Just a red mist. <laughs> yeah. God. But I'll I'll link some of these videos of um, Bertie Mohamedov mm. and um, just him rocking out. He's just playing guitar and singing a song, and he's just he's just you can tell he's having such a great time. Like he just loves it. Yeah. You know, I think being he's like the friendly dick being now. the leader of a country would be like the one of the most stressful jobs imaginable. But he just looks like he's loving every minute of it. So, um, yeah. yeah, and I mean, like Turkmenistan is pretty poor, but, like, it's apparently 35% of the population lives in poverty, which is pretty high. Not as high as, like, North Korea <laughs> or something like that, but... One-third one ah, of the country lives in poverty. Nah, it's a little bit high. Yeah, no, it, it's it's high, but they're not quite as bad off as North Korea, and... um No. Yeah, but... I don't think anyone's as bad off as North like Korea. Like a bunch of African countries. Yeah, I saw, I saw like, this article uh, describing Ashgabat, as a cross between Pyongyang and Las Vegas. This is like... <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome! <laughs> it's Pyongyang. Yeah, perfect middle ground. It's, it's yeah. Pyongyang because it's, like, deserted and it's all for show. But it's also, like, Las Vegas because it's just so flashy and everything's just crazy like yeah that sounds like that sounds like vegas without the line yeah it gets it gets <laughs> it gets super hot in ashgabat it's like one of the hottest places on earth oh, and i think that's why okay the, i'll give it a miss. i think that's why the ferris wheel is indoor because they can like keep it air conditioned or something like that so it's the largest enclosed ferris wheel so you can still see everything but it's like you're not exposed to the air nice would have been easier if you just did yeah, maybe Wait, when you say enclosed, you mean the whole yeah. Ferris wheel is yeah. enclosed, or just the pods? No, the whole the whole Ferris wheel is. Because I think they should have just taken the uh, like the London Eye version. Nah, 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 Brad, that's the- much much simpler. No, you have to. <laughs> no, that's the cheats way to do it. You got to enclose the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Though I do appreciate the style of enclosing the whole. You thing. open it up to get that's in right. and out, and you know, let the hot air in. Nah, he knows what he's doing. I don't know. I think it's. I, I like the style points. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, just just to flex on people with your first win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty crazy country, and there the most of the human rights abuses in there are against people who are not 
ethnically Turkmen. So there are a lot of Russians. Ah, it's fine then. <laughs> there are a lot of Russians from the, you know, the Soviet Union was in control of Turkmenistan for so long. So there are a lot of Russians there, but, um, yeah, after the fall of the Soviet Empire, they kind of tried to kick all the Russians out and get people to leave and stuff by. That's um, right. Get rid of them. Yeah, like you couldn't get government jobs unless you were Turkmen, and they'd stop letting people into universities if they weren't Turkmen and stuff like that. So. Oh. Sounds like a good immigration policy. To <laughs> <me>. <laughs> um, okay, so I think it's time for Morgan's review. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. Did you watch a whole movie this week? All right, Lachlan said it before. The Dictator, 2012. <laughs> hey, nice. <laughs> Stars Sasha Baron Cohen as General Aladdin, the leader of the fictional North African nation of Wadia, not to be confused with Wakanda, uh, and <laughs> and Wakanda, Wakanda forever, <laughs> an oil-rich Muslim country. Though I love Sasha Baron Cohen, I had never seen this film previously before this week i guess it didn't oh, fit really? in with his typical fare since it was a since it was a straight comedy it wasn't like ali g or borat where cohen films his interaction with people who don't know he is playing a character but i was wrong to dismiss it for being different the dictator has a lot of crappy easy jokes in it sure but it also has some hilarious jokes in it I'm not one to get offended by edgy humour, but even I found a few of the jokes in this movie a little distasteful. There are a few moments where I thought, holy fuck, I can't believe they actually filmed that. One particular <laughs> joke that stuck out was when Aladdin was playing Wii Terrace, a fictional game for the Nintendo Wii, and the next level he reached said, welcome to the 1972 Munich Olympics, and he kicked open a door and started shooting offensive depictions of Jews. Not only did this somehow get past all script revisions, but someone clearly had to program a game for this scene, or at least animate that scene. I can't believe it made it to the final edit, and I must admit it made me feel a little sick, actually. But Cohen himself is Jewish, and some of his best material as Borat was the over-the-top anti-Semitism that he played as if it were completely normal and universal. Anyway, the plot of The Dictator is that Aladdin is invited to give a speech at the UN General Assembly in New York. He asks his handler, how long have they given me? Seven minutes. I will talk for 14 hours. <laughs> While there, he is to be killed and replaced by a lookalike. But when he escapes the assassination attempt, he must try to fit in in New York while he figures out how to get back in power. He gets some help from a woman played by Anna Faris, and their interactions form the bulk of the humor in this movie. He is a hardline Muslim dictator, and Zoe is a New York feminist vegan. She tries to teach him to be more tolerant and open-minded, and he teaches her how to run her business with an iron fist. At first, a sign on the front of the store reads, Shoplifters will not be prosecuted. But by the end, Aladdin is using a car battery to electrocute shoplifters' testicles. <laughs> <laughs> the social and political commentary in this movie is great. It lampoons the dictators of the Middle East and North Africa, while also showing how America isn't exactly perfect and doesn't actually care about spreading democracy. There are some great jokes aimed directly at Gaddafi and Ahmadinejad, but there, are, there is also a great speech given by Aladdin where he accidentally s- exposes some of some major problems in American society. If you can handle dirty, dirty sex jokes, as well as outrageous jokes about terrorist attacks, Muslims, Jews, and Americans, then you'll enjoy this movie. Unfortunately, you will have to sit through a lot of crappy jokes as well, but it'll be worth it. 
Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Oh, nice. Big call. Big call. A lot of people have said it's his worst movie. So yeah, well, it's yeah, pretty high standard. It's better than Bruno. Yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty high standard, but I, I also think it's hard to compare I mean, it to the other ones because it's it's different. It's mm. like a proper comedy. Yeah, it it's is a straight different. comedy. It is. It is. Yeah. The other ones are a totally it's different style. Mm. But um, I mean, I, I haven't seen it since it came out, but. I don't remember not hating it. I definitely wasn't in my favourite work of his. But 8 out of 10, that's a fair call. Might have to rewatch it. Yeah, it started pretty slow, but like there are some really, really funny jokes in it. There are a few that just really cracked me up, really tickled me, you know? <laughs> I like the joke that he changes a bunch of words to Aladine, his own name. <laughs> so like, both yes and no, I'm replaced with the word Aladine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, wanted the missile to be pointy because otherwise it would hit the ground and bounce back to Wadia. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, very, very good, very funny. I mean, it's not you know going to win an Oscar. Didn't win an Oscar, but you know, very, very funny <laughs> movie. I don't know. Next year might be the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, do you want to hit us up with Brad's power rankings? Yeah. Power rankings. Yeah. All right. So, as uh, hinted to earlier, uh, this week's power rankings are top five weird Scientology. Right? Yeah. What? So just Hang on. Weird things from Scientology. There you go. So it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I just was trying to give it a bit of zing. Weird Scientology. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck it. Anyway. I tried. I don't know. try. Never does. Uh, anyway. Starting for five, working our way to one, one being the weirdest, five being uh, weird, but not the weirdest. <laughs> All right, done. Cool. Good. All right. As mentioned earlier, number five, billion-year contracts. These droopy cunts actually make all sea orgs <laughs> sign a billion-year contract. It's not even practical. It's fucking insane. I know they believe that the body, after the body is dead, the feed-in will live on but seriously, it's the equivalent of a kid trying to come up with the highest number they can think of and saying <laughs> 1100. Just fuck off. Fake off. Uh, all right. Number four. Silent birth. Women who are allowed to have, have babies. Yes, I said aloud because female sea orgs can't, uh, have to remain silent throughout as loud noise or screams could traumatize the thetan and cause issues in later life. Fuck mm-hmm. these guys. Oh, shit. My wife might be a Scientologist. <laughs> Maybe secrets. Oh, seriously, she didn't make any noise when she well, gave birth to our son. Wow, that's fucking disturbing. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> she nearly broke my hand, but she didn't make any noise. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of women overplay that. Doesn't seem that painful, really. <laughs> Probably not that bad. Um, you said it, not me. For once, I'm not the bad person. Uh, number three, <laughs> Thetans. I'm sure you've just heard Thetans, and we're like, what the fuck is a Thetan, and how could child childbirth traumatize it? Welcome to number three on the list. Thetans are the dead souls from poor aliens from 75 million years ago, killed by a galactic bad guy, Xenu, when he brought them to Earth, frozen to fix the overpopulation problem in the galactic confederacy. He dumped them in volcanoes and nuked them, and now they whiz about in the ether, latching onto anything that lives like soul barnacles, and they, they're they why you touch yourself at night and why you don't like yourself. <laughs> That's it. It's pretty good. Pretty good yeah. rundown of uh, what Thetans are, actually. Did you say there are 75 million of them? No, no, from 75 million years oh, ago. Okay. How many are there? <clears throat> oh, fuck the money. Millions. Yeah. Um, Probably billions. Yeah. Could it be. Uh, number two. Earth is actually an intergalactic prison called Tijiak. 
So speaking of the intergalactic confederacy, they got Xenu, but decided that Earth or Tajiak is now some soul prison or something, and that's that. They just decided to leave us alone, not show themselves, or sort out the means of dead aliens or whatever, just disappeared into space, left some sacred info to an alleged pedophile named Lafayette, born in Nebraska. Fucking Lafayette is in Louisiana. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> I'm fucking done. I'm just done with you. And then number one on the list is humans lived as clams. Uh, <laughs> what? I haven't heard that one. So Lafayette, in all his brilliance, doped up one of his kids on meth and during his insane ramblings deciphered something about clams. Basically, because Thetans are eternal, they go around soul barnacling their way from one thing to another so he can feel the past traumas of clams and shit. That's why our jaws <laughs> hurt. I'm not even making this up. This is okay, something they believe. Sense. Yeah. No, I'm uh, on <laughs> That's my power ranking. Scientology is fucked. Where do um, I sign my billion-year contract? I have spread so much shit next past week about Scientology. I'm just done with this rack- wacky cult, allegedly. <laughs> um, I'm tired. I think I think um, South Park's episode on Scientology gave the best actual yeah. description of what they believe in. But uh, Dianetics and, and the things that they due to people like operating thetans and how you've got to pay to get to higher levels and then they have the bridgeway to uh, clarity, which is... So once you get to operating thetan 8, you just keep paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to yeah, advance. Of course. But you never advance. There's no end. There's no, there's no fucking Don't end. Don't you think it's crazy how... Allegedly. <laughs> Don't you think it's crazy how this guy who is famous for writing science fiction novels uh, figured out a religion which has re- like a lot of real science fiction elements. To Sounds it. like science fiction. <laughs> Allegedly, coincidence. This guy, me, coincidence. coincidence. Big fuck off. Aaron was nothing if not a workhorse, though. He fucking pumped out so many books. He was a maniac and a showman. Just a whole bunch of mediocre. I think he books. just chose one and said maybe this could be a religion. But he did like <laughs> so many books. Yeah, just a trash religion. Not the worst, but not. Not good. Yeah, it's uh religion power rankings right now. No, it's pretty, I'm not it's pretty fun to on the list. Not even. Not even. <laughs> not touching that with a ten foot pole. <laughs> yeah, you, the Scientologists will come after you, but other religions might actually kill you. <laughs> <laughs> none, none specifically, though. No, we haven't talked about anything. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> get us out of this. Save us. Save us. I'm quick. happy for you to keep squirming. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We truly appreciate it. Please continue listening in the coming weeks. We'd uh, appreciate that as well. Uh, you can do that by subscribing to us on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, any podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts from, any sort of podcast outlet uh, is where you can subscribe to us. If you find somewhere with podcasts and we're not on it, you let me know personally and I will fucking sort that out for you. <laughs> I will get us on there and you can listen to us wherever you want. Because that's what I'm about. I'm about keeping our audience happy. Uh, com. You'll find links to all of that shit. You'll find links to our social media where you can please follow us. Uh, like us on Facebook. What is it? Hardest on. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Give us some thumbs up, some love hearts, some uh, likes or whatever. Whatever the fuck they have on those websites. Whatever social currency they use. Press the button. Smash that like button. Press the buttons. If you'd like to support us, you can do so at paypal.me slash Brad is a bad person. Uh, buy us a beer, you know, flick us a couple of bucks, a couple of uh, pity dollars. 
like you would to a, a homeless man on the street. We are currently child, whoring ourselves out. Or a child busking and, you know, it's awful, but you feel bad for them being out there, so you throw 50 cents into their violin case or whatever. This is very um, specific. Violin. Definitely not something I saw a couple <laughs> of days ago. Um, <laughs> alternatively, if you'd like to support us, you can please rate and review us on iTunes. I would give us five stars. Uh, but you, you listen to your heart. You give us what you think we deserve. It's probably five stars. I think that's uh, And again, thank you for listening. Uh, let us know what you'd like t- us to talk about in the future. Let us know what we haven't dove deep into. Dove into deep enough. Uh, we'll go back. We'll talk about stuff we talked about before. We'll get right in there. We'll get deep. Flat Earth Part deep 2. Deep inside. Space isn't really known for being deep. <laughs> That's right. Balls we'll, deep. Uh, we'll, get, yeah, we'll get in there. <laughs> we'll get in there. We'll get right in there. Uh, filthy. Thank you.